Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is evangelist Justin Cooper coming today from somewhere along the Revival Trail. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today. I hope that you've already spent time on your own studying the Bible and walking with God and seeking His face in prayer. And I'm afraid if we're not careful, we do a lot of things for God and forget about doing things with God. And God created you and I for fellowship. And we'll see that as we continue our study in Genesis 1, not today, but here soon, that the purpose of man really is to fellowship with God. God wants a relationship uh, with you and I, and then fellowship birthed out of that relationship. But every day as a Christian, you and I have not been saved to live a life separated from our Heavenly Father. But we have been saved, and now we are to come unto Him. And we are to spend time with Him, and we are to fellowship with Him, sit at His feet, worship Him, and to get to know God uh, a little bit better. I think about that good song, In the Garden. And He walks with me, and He talks with me, and He tells me that I am His own, and the joy that we share. As we tarry there, none other has ever known. And there are some moments with God that are not corporate, they are not public, they are not with more than uh, one, or other, uh, one other in the room, really just me alone with God that are some of the best moments, most sweet experiences uh, that I've had with God. And I want to challenge you, have a walk with God, read your Bible every day and spend time in prayer every day. And then this broadcast and others like it, that can be a supplement, but it cannot replace your own personal Bible study. I am so honored that you have taken the time to tune in today, and I'm praying that God will take this time we have together and use it to be profitable both for you and for me. And you know what we do on this broadcast. We simply study our Bible verse by verse, and make application from what the Bible has to say for us. Now, we are here in Genesis 1. You've heard this statement, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And that might be good in some areas, but I like the Bible. It starts perfect. In the beginning, God, that's a good way to start. In fact, if you trip up on that line, you'll have trouble with the rest of the book. And I'm glad I don't have that misconception that everything I uh, uh, know and everything I understand and all that I can see got here by mistake. It wasn't a mistake. It was a maker. It was a creator. It was God who was in the beginning. And we've read some of these verses already. And I want to show you something that is mentioned over and over in these opening days of creation. It's recorded for us in our Bible. And I want you to see it. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. By the way, I like that first mention of the Spirit of God. In the Bible, the very first mention of the Spirit of God mentions the Spirit of God is not idle, the Spirit of God is not stagnant, but the Spirit of God is moving. And that's still true today. It is the Spirit of God that stirs the water. He's the one who keeps the breeze blowing. He is the one that keeps the heart stirred. 
and thank God he's still working and still moving in this day and hour. If you go to a dead church, it's not because you have a dead God. I'm glad God is alive and he's working in this world via the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God moves. That's what he does. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let, and that's the word, let there be light and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let, you see that? Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. And let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And it goes on and on. Verse 11, And God said, Let the earth. You see the phrase, let the earth. And it talks about letting the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed. And we can see that over and over again. Verse 14, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven. And we go on over and over again. Verse 20, And God said, Let the waters. Now think about it. Here is the truth. That is in the Bible because... It happened, of course, factually it took place, but also for our example. What a truth is contained in that phrase that is repeated over and over again. Every act of creation, everything that popped into being, everything that took place, the reason that it happened is because God gave it permission to happen. I hope you're listening to me today. Nothing that took place in creation was out of God's control or beyond God's authority. All of it that took place took place because God signed off on the paperwork, God gave the green light, and God let it happen. You see, there would have been no light if God had not let there be light. There would have been no water had God not let there be water. There would have been no dry ground had God not let there be dry ground. There would have been no grass or herbs or flowers had God not let the vegetation grow. There would have been no stars had God not let the stars appear in the heavens. There would have been no, watch this, no animal life in the sea, in the air, on the land. Verse 20 tells us about it, and God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly. There would have been no animal life had God not let that life live. What I'm saying to you today is this, God is more in control than I think you and I even realize. You understand that not one moment of what we see happening in this opening week of the world would have happened had God not let it happen. Nothing got by God without Him noticing it. More than that, nothing got by God without Him 
allowing it. And nothing got by God without him signing off on it. You tell me God is not in control. I say you're ignorant of the God of the Bible if you think that. I don't care how dark it is. I don't care how bad it feels. I don't care how rough the road. I don't care how bleak the outlook. It does not matter my assumption, my estimation, or my hypothesis or opinion. It tells me in the scripture that God is the one who lets. He is the gatekeeper of everything that takes place. He is a sovereign God. He is the almighty God. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he is the one that lets it happen. Now think about it. It even says that in the New Testament about the tribulation period. The only reason why there has not been a rapture and then a tribulation is because the Holy Spirit of God has not let it happen. Him that now let it. The Bible talks about it in the New Testament. God is the restrainer and God is also the one who allows things to come through. Now that can encourage you and I today that when things are beyond our comprehension, they're not beyond his control. And when things feel like they're falling apart, with God it is all falling into place. Nothing's ever caught God by mistake or off guard or uh, uh, coming out of left field. God is in control. Let there be light. Let there be a firmament. Let there be waters. Let the earth bring forth grass. Let the stars shine in the heavens. Let the fish swim in the seas. Let the birds sail through the air. Without God's okay, none of this would have happened. And today, wherever you find yourself, no matter the situation, season, or circumstance, you can anchor your faith in that fact that God is still yet in control. He's just as authoritative as he's ever been. He is not disengaged, unaware, aloof, or out of business. God is on his throne. I thank God for that truth. Isn't that encouraging? I'm glad that's who we serve. Well, that's all the time we have for today. And join us next Bible study as we continue in Genesis. Until then, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.